episode march it's been six months was it really march mm, yeah i think it was wow. march caitlin do you want to tell everyone what we've been doing for the last six months and why we haven't <laughs> recorded anything i don't know did 2020 even happen can we make that joke are we allowed <laughs> to say that on here are people tired of making that joke well I feel like it's not a joke. I feel like it's the truth. Did it happen? I don't know. I blacked out all of March, April, May. I'm starting to block out. What month are we in? September? Literally just started September. Oh, my gosh. So. Uh, We've been moving. Yes, we bought a house. Uh, We've been surviving 2020 covid no COVID up in here. And uh, we've been watching a lot of bad movies. Yeah. But not recording them. We, oh my gosh, how many bad movies have we, we've watched a lot of bad movies. A lot of bad movies. We were going to have our big comeback with Godzilla, All Monsters Attack. Which is arguably probably the worst movie ever made. But uh, we didn't think that it would... We didn't think that it would do well since it's uh, subtitled. It would have been our first subtitled movie. Mm, it still should be. I can remember that movie pretty well. Yeah. I could probably do a podcast right now on it. We probably could. <laughs> Two-part podcast, Cool World and uh, All Monsters Attack. Oh, my gosh. We also had plans to have a mini podcast studio at this point. Yeah. But our basement flooded. Not once. Not twice, three times. And so... It's probably not done yet. Yeah, that is true. So, eventually, we our podcast will sound better. But until then, this is the best that you get. And at least you can hope or... I was going to say you could count on us being more regular now, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> you can hope that we will be more regular. This podcast is also featuring Rocket whining yeah our dog is throwing a tantrum in the hallway why who knows could be a lot of things could be a lot of things i think mostly it's because she's not getting attention right now i think it's because she's not getting her w you mean a walk Shh, don't say it. she might hear you yeah well she can't do anything about it but <laughs> she's a dog she'll bark there's something else i want to say oh yeah so we have a lot of cool things planned for new podcasts did we have them prepared in time for this podcast? Absolutely not. Uh, but you got to hear our new intro song. That's yeah. exciting. So hopefully you stuck through it and weren't like, am I listening to the right podcast? Because uh, it's very different from our last one. Mm-hmm. We thought that we were too white for our last podcast mm-hmm. intro. So we updated it. Hopefully it uh, 
fits more with the sounds and themes and romancings of our podcast now. I think that brings us up to speed on everything that's been going on. Okay. I feel like we just condensed six months into four minutes. So <laughs> That's how this year's felt. That's how <laughs> this year has felt. Uh, so we are talking about the 1992 live-action animated dark fantasy comedy film. That's how Wikipedia has it. That is very specific. specific. Yeah, you nailed that. Ugh. Uh, cool World, directed by Ralph Bakshi, starring Kim Basinger, Gabriel Byrne, and a very, very young baby-faced Brad Pitt in pretty much his first role ever. Yeah. And two years after this, he would become popular because of Interview with the Vampire, which will not be talked about on this podcast because it is a great movie. (laughs) Uh, What should we talk about with Cool World? It is a disaster. Yeah. Full disclosure, I don't know who Ralph Bakshi is. Full disclosure, I don't know what this movie was about. I feel like most movies have, like, plots, and, like, it gets you from point A to point B, but this movie, I felt like, just had things happening, and I was watching the things happen, but they didn't really go in order or make sense to me, and their logic seemed very, when it fits for the scene, we use that logic. Right. Uh, so like 70% of this movie takes place in like 85% takes place in this animated world called the cool world. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they didn't put the in the title because I think that maybe would have helped the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Doubt it. Uh, and for whatever reason, while things are happening, while characters are talking, there's just random crap happening. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, uh, Brad Pitt walks into a movie, into a, a building, and in the streets, you just see cartoons throwing like safes on top of each other. Yeah. Let me tell you, cartoons are very, very violent people, according to this movie. Yeah. Um, I should probably back up and say that this is one of those like live actors with animated cartoons Mm -hmm. people. And because we wanted to know, was this movie well, like was this movie actually well done? And we're just very critical of it because it's 20 years old at this point. No, who framed Roger Rabbit came out four years before this. And it is impeccable. Yeah. Uh, the eyelines don't match. Mm-mm. Sometimes Brad Pitt will put his arm around a cartoon and uh, like it doesn't even look like he's actually holding anything. Oh, uh, sometimes like every time. <laughs> Literally every time. There was nothing convincing about live actors with tunes in this movie. No, I really want to talk about the beginning of the movie. Yeah. I'm very angry about the whole first 15 minutes. Okay. Let's talk about the first 15 minutes of this movie. 
First of all, if you put this movie on and you just stop it after 15 minutes, you would probably, <laughs> you could be forgiven for thinking that this was a legitimately good movie. Yeah. I want to, I think we should have followed that story. I mean, arguably we did. We did, but it did not make sense. So it's 1945. Brad Pitt has just returned from World War II to his home of Las Vegas. Yeah. And it's like, I love scenes with like people who just served in the army coming home and they see their loved ones and they go run up to them. They always make me cry. And I feel like it was a really good start. Arguably, though, this one was less emotional. It than was. It was. It was less Pretty emotional. Pretty anticlimactic. It was, but it's it still emotional to me. Okay. A little bit. So Brad Pitt returns home from war. Uh-huh. To be with his mom. She appears to be a single mother mm-hmm. with no other children. Mm-hmm. It is a ma- It is a boy and his mom. Mm-hmm. He apparently won a motorcycle in a card game in Italy. Yeah. That was a little weird because she's not surprised that apparently she didn't see anyone dropping off this motorcycle. Yeah. But it shows up in front of her house. Yeah. And she's like, oh, it's so nice. Like, you better be careful. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let's go for a ride. Like, I know that you have dinner on the stove, but to hell if the house burns down. <laughs> let's just go right now. Yeah. So he, they're, they're on their motorcycle. Mm-hmm. They're driving. And you just know something bad is going to happen. Yeah. To quote Caitlin, the second they pulled out of the driveway, oh no. <laughs> you just oh no. Know. Oh no. <laughs> Because then, what do we cut to? A bar. Actually, it was like a casino, but it was like the shadiest looking casino. But like, I believed it because like maybe that's how they looked back then. Yeah. I mean, was... It was the most believable thing in the movie. The casino? Yeah. Not the relationship between a mother and her son. Okay, maybe the most believable like setting. I'm excited to talk about the setting. I completely forgot how bananas that was. Okay. Cut to this casino. Mm-hmm. Car comes flying out of there mm-hmm. because there's they're this, drinking. They're drinking and driving. Yeah. Two things you should not do. No. Together. They're also making out while driving. Yeah. Three also things something you should, you should not, not do. Not. <laughs> yeah. While driving. The woman is basically on top of this man. Yeah. And he's like. I'm okay to drive. They come flying out of the driveway as Brad Pitt and his mom come over the hill. Mm. And what happens? He sideswipes them. They fly through the air and mom dies. It was so heartbreaking. Sure. It was so hard. I was very upset and emotionally invested in this relationship between the mom and the son. They did a somewhat decent job of setting that up in a very short amount of time. I was like connected to them. I was very upset that the mom died. Yeah. And so I, and like, I was just also like, why, why? Oh yeah. I mean, that and, first part had no relevance to the rest of the movie. Yeah. I really, uh, I don't know why there's such a huge time jump in this movie. No. It makes no sense. It adds nothing to the story. No, it really doesn't. 
Um, so Frank has like a shell shock PTSD moment because of this, where he's crawling around thinking that bombs are going off in the most overacted, yeah, writhing agony scene on the ground. Uh, I understand the jokes and the memes and the stereotypes about Brad Pitt's acting because of this movie. He was, I mean, he was decent starting out, but like, let's reel it in a little bit, bud. Well, was it his fault or was it the movie's fault? That's a great question. I think it was the movie's fault. It was probably the movie's fault. I mean, because like, I don't feel like he was overacting when he was in the cool world. He was, like, underacting in the cool world. Yeah. If anything... What was it like to make a contrast between the cartoons and him? They wanted this very big contrast. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't understand what he was going for. I don't understand what the director told him to do. He... I mean, I guess maybe, like, because he had been there for so long, he was... It was just business as usual. What do you mean? He, oh, oh, in the world? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Uh, so he's on the ground, writhing in pain, and as the medics are about to put him into the ambulance, he just disappears. Yeah. Because... But don't we cut to, before that, a scene with the doctor? Yeah, there's like a weird... A uh, really weird... Like, it was right after the credits, too, I feel like. I don't know, I just felt like it was a very awkward place for it. No, it was like... It was like in the midst of this whole scene, oh, we yeah. like cut to this doctor, and I'm trying to f- remember the name of the doctor. Yeah, it was like in the middle of him Doc having... Doc Whiskers. Doc Whiskers. It was like in the middle of him having like a, the PTSD. Yes. We cut, we cut to Doc Whiskers. And he's like, oh, look, I've ripped a hole in the universe to the real world Mm -hmm. and apparently he sucks brad pitt into the cool world yes but i think he was trying to suck himself out yeah i think he was trying to get out but brad pitt was trying or he want i don't know what happened i think like he was trying to get out but somehow like brad pitt got in instead that you know what let's go with that (laughs) uh so then brad pitt's sitting on a stool in this darkened room, mm-hmm. and the doc's like, "You're in the cool world," and Brad Pitt's like, "What?" And the doc looks like a baby with a mustache. Yeah, with, and he's like half the size of Brad Pitt. Yeah, and Brad Pitt's like making he, normal person eye contact level. Yeah, he Brad Pitt's like his eyes don't leave. The point, the center of the screen at any point. Yeah. Uh, and then we jumped to 1992. And then it's 1992. Okay. And Brad Pitt's been in the cool world the entire time. Yeah. I wish that we could have seen more of the cool world mm-hmm. in 1945. Because all we saw of it was a hallway. Right. And that stool. Yeah. And those two thugs. And I feel like something must have happened, like some cocaine was had, (laughs) because the cool world is not a fun place. No. The cool world 
kind of looks like if H.R. Geiger, Giger, drew a Disney cartoon. It's very dark. It's very dark. All of the buildings have faces. Yeah. And or twist in whimsical ways that are actually quite menacing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is not a pleasant place to be. It's also like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not really sure how to like describe it, but like part of it is 3d, but like part of it is like cardboard and like clearly cardboard. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this for a second. In order to have physical people interacting with two-dimensional cartoons, part of the set is normal. Well, not even normal. It's like it's like they have these like a wooden, high school. Yeah, like they're putting on a stage play, mm-hmm. and they have these wooden cutouts of things that they're supposed to interact with. Like at one point. There's a, a tune who's like swinging on a lamp, mm-hmm. but like as the camera's moving to follow Gabriel Byrne, like we see the side of the lamp and it's just flat, mm-hmm. but the character is still swinging on it as right. if it's all there. Or like my favorite is when you would see like a lot of like cardboard things, but then like a cartoon character would pick it up and then it became like three dimensional. Yeah. But really, like, not even three-dimensional, like, one-dimensional? We're doing a terrible job describing just, this because it is it is just so There's so many things happening. See. Yeah. Like the, like the drawings that were, were going on. Yeah, like that in the was middle weird, of the, too. Yeah. There were, like, these baby head drawings. That were just floating around. And, and that's the thing is, like, there's so many And technically, things. they weren't cartoons. They were doodles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Toons are Roger Rabbit. Right. The movie, they call them doodles. But they were, like, not doodles. They were very well-drawn, articulated cartoons. Right. Uh, I think they probably couldn't get the copyright word cartoons. Okay, let's also talk about the fact that humans are called noids. Yeah, I, I literally, it took me forever to even pick up on that because I just didn't understand it. And I was like, why do they keep saying that? Like, is that like their cool slang for humanoid? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Because when they kept saying noid, I was like, like a humanoid? Yeah. But like, I don't know. It didn't really make sense. Or it didn't even matter. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, people just kind of pop in and out of Cool World whenever. whenever. Like, I guess... I guess, like, people think that they're dreaming and they show up in there, and that was... And Brad Pitt... Oh, Brad Pitt's a police officer in Cool World. Mm-hmm. He's police officer number one, because apparently they did not need a police force. Because the spider was the other one, right? Yeah. In this very violent world. They uh, had no police force before? I don't think so. It was probably more violent. Brad Pitt probably tamed it. Who knows? I think I think his primary job though was to make sure that people weren't having sex. This movie was so horny. <laughs> it was like if like five junior high boys locked themselves in a room and tried to make a movie about what they thought sex was. 
All right, here's a question. Since we watched this movie and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, who was more sexual, Jessica uh, Rabbit or Hollywood? Hollywood. Probably should have explained that also. Uh, <laughs> Hollywood so, is a character. In Cool World. <laughs> and her name is spelled H-O-L-L-I space W-O-U-L-D. Right. As in the tagline for this movie, Hollywood, if she could, and she will. That that is the <laughs> worst tagline. I don't even know what that's saying to me. It, what is it saying? Hollywood, if she could. What would what? She would. She just would. <laughs> and plus, if that's her name, that's like Nigel Durfler, if he could, and he will. What? Yeah, but like I think it's it's a fun thing because her her last name is like Wood. yes, but like that's not like, how you, would you English works. Like some ice cream, right? But it doesn't even say that. It just says Hollywood if she could. Yeah, but now now you're intrigued. You're like no Hollywood. I'm what I I'm not intrigued. Uh, Hollywood looks like the cartoon sex symbol that you would see on the front of like an 80s metal album Mm -hmm. i could see a biker with that tattoo oh there is definitely a biker out there Mm -hmm. with hollywood tattooed on his arm for sure and all of his buddies probably give him tons of crap for it (laughs) and he's like this is a great movie it's a great movie all right so we covered hollywood okay so brad pitt he polices the cool world Mm-hmm. And based on this movie, you would think that his only job is to just make sure that Hollywood stays in line. Yes, I think that is his only job. Because apparently no one, no one else, else has matters. the ambition or matters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really felt like this world revolved around Hollywood. What if this was a good movie? What if it was a meta on how we revolve our lives around Hollywood, the actual place. And it's just speaking to the sex and violence that occurs in Hollywood. You know it was a better movie that we watched <laughs> recently about sex and violence in Los Angeles? What? Eating Raul. That was a great, great movie. You want to watch a super weird, fun also, great movie. it has a tie to a movie that we did on uh, our podcast. Yes. Uh, we were going to say, watch Eating Raul. Mm-hmm. But, fun fact, the characters, Mary and Paul Bland, mm-hmm. show up in Chopping Mall, the first episode that we ever did on this podcast. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, pause the podcast, go watch Eating Raul, mm-hmm. then watch Cool World. And then come back and we'll finish this conversation <laughs> with you. Um, so, okay. But, like, just to give you guys an idea. Brad Pitt, he has a doodle girlfriend. Yeah. I don't even remember her name. I don't know that she had a name. No, she had a name. She did have a name. What was It was, her? like, not as clever as Hollywood. I know that. No, no one else had a clever name. Oh, shoot. What was her name? Isabel? No, that's the, that's the neighbor lady. 
Lynette. Mm-hmm. Lame. Yeah, so he's hanging out with Lynette, and Nails, his spider partner, comes in and is like, we gotta go, boss. And Brad Pitt, for like the fourth time in the whole movie, is like, I gotta go talk to Hollywood, because she's trying to get out of the cool world. No, she not even, well, like, I guess she is, but like, well, I was confused, because I thought she was just trying to have sex. Well, okay, so... There's this Everyone's obsessed with sex in this movie. Yeah. Like Hollywood's whole posse, which I don't even think that they're really her posse. Yeah, I was confused about that. They're just kind of these like really frightening doodles that also appear to be caricatures of white trash America. <laughs> uh, they want to watch Hollywood have sex with Gabriel Byrne. Yeah. Uh, and the one rule in Cool World... Which uh, you would think is, hey, don't leave Cool World and no humans allowed as a, like, sub-rule from the first rule. Mm -hmm. But no, 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 no. It's humans and cartoons cannot have sex. Yeah. And we find out why. Yeah. But, okay, so here's what I think Hollywood was trying to do. I think she just wanted to be a real person. Okay, I was wondering if that was, like, her goal. And apparently... But she was really obsessed with sex. Well, okay, because I think if you're a tune, mm-hmm. a doodle, we're going to get a copyright slapped on us if we keep saying tune, because it's not a <laughs> frame Roger Rabbit. Uh, if you're a doodle, mm-hmm. if you have sex with a person, you become a real person. Okay. I don't know how it works. Does it work the other way around? Because that wouldn't make sense. I don't know. I think maybe if you believe really hard and have sex. No, because Brad Pitt doesn't turn into a tune. But he never has sex with her. I know, but I'm saying, like, wouldn't he just do it then if he knew he would turn into a tune? Well, that's the thing. is He wants to be a tune. We know that there are consequences later down the road. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Hollywood and Gabriel Byrne, they go back to the real world. And they start spazzing out. Turning into these like Raggedy Ann and oh Andy looking I feel like there's so many parts of this people. movie. I would love for someone to try to tell us what this movie is about just <laughs> from listening to the podcast. Well, it does, I would love for someone to watch the movie and tell me what it was about. Right? So... Okay, let's talk about Gabriel Byrne. Cause I feel like we need to introduce him because he's a big deal. Also, he has a backstory that doesn't seem relevant. Okay, so we'll talk about this more in a minute. But this movie was basically chopped to bits from like the original story. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I would say that most of the movies that you and I watch probably are movies that are chopped to bits. Yeah, they probably should have just stopped then because their storylines don't make sense anymore. So, Gabriel Byrne, when we first meet him, it seems like he's just chilling in an office. And then Hollywood is, like, dancing on his paper for him. And she's like, come on in, Jack. And then he, like, falls into this nightclub, which is just a bunch of wolves doing the night at the Roxbury dance. Mm-hmm. And Hollywood's, like, shaking it. And he's like, oh, hey, 
I know you. And Hollywood's like, come find me. And then he falls into a jail cell. But he was in the jail cell. But like he was in the jail cell. Right. And then the next thing we see is he's getting out of prison. And he murdered someone. He murdered his wife's lover. I thought he murdered his wife. I was a little confused about that, but I'm pretty sure the guy said he killed the guy she was with or something. I don't know. Maybe Maybe both of them. We never meet them, so it doesn't really matter. No. And we find out that he's apparently this really famous cartoonist because he's at a comic book store and they're like, oh, wow, you're the guy that writes Cool World. Because it's a comic, too. Because he, he thinks that well, he invented it is maybe, Cool World. Right. But like we were saying, people dream of Cool World. Also, Brad Pitt has been there since the 40s, so... Right. He couldn't have invented it if Brad Pitt was already there. Right. I mean, I think this is one of the few things that the movie does well is establish that Cool World is a separate place. Right. Uh, But I do like to wonder if maybe he developed Cool World a little bit because of his imagination powers. Because when we first see Cool World, it's just a long hallway. To somewhere. We don't really know what Cool well, World I looks mean, like. Well, I mean, they could, yeah. He I could think, have. I think that would be interesting. But we didn't explore that, did we? Right. Uh, he also thinks that he invented Hollywood. So he's got a bit of an ego on him. But Well, he's he also, did draw her in the jail cell. Right, but I think she existed before that. Right. Uh, so then what proceeds is a series of him falling into cool world mm-hmm. and falling out of cool world and each time hollywood's like hey come find me but like i don't it doesn't really make sense how he goes in and out of it because like the first time it was the doctor doing it with the little laser thing that pulled brad pitt in. yeah well i think i think what we're supposed to well because brad pitt later says that he mapped out cool world and the openings with like the real world and i think because when brad pitt leaves he shows up in gabriel burns house Mm -hmm. that his house has like a gateway to the cool world all of a sudden which would well no because that would explain why he's able to dream about cool world and then draw it okay okay we're figuring this out it took way too much work to get there. It did. Uh, th- maybe this movie's a thinker. Maybe, yeah. Maybe there are some things that this movie's like. Yeah, think on that one. You should sit on this for a little <laughs> bit. Maybe it's a secret masterpiece. Maybe. Maybe. With a character like Hollywood, how could it not be? I mean, I can't think of anything more clever in a movie that we've seen recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so third time's the charm Gabriel Byrne Hollywood has sex with Gabriel Byrne which turns her into a real girl wearing this like schoolgirl blouse jumper thing that has her initials on it that has her initials on it which <laughs> at that point in the movie I was just so lost with what was happening that I I was like, "What? Is, why does she have an H and a W on her? 
Um, at this point, Hollywood no longer looks like a blonde ripoff of Jessica Rabbit. I thought she looked like, well, like a mix between Marilyn Monroe and Jessica Rabbit. Well, I think she wanted to be Marilyn Monroe. Monroe. Yeah, they mentioned her a lot. Look at that. Look at that picture. He doesn't even look like he's looking at her. Right. He looks like he's looking past her. Right. If somebody showed me that and they were like, is he looking at her? I would say no. Oh, and then here's a good example of like just random crap, like where the cartoons are just running across the screen. With like, like these cartoons are just, they just run amok. Cartoons, drawings, doodles, whatever they're called. They literally are just running wild in this town. Yeah. I don't, like they'll just like run across the screen and you're like, well, that was disruptive. Yeah. Oh, look, here's the building with like a Hellraiser mouth coming out of it. <laughs> The two-dimensional building. Yeah. Honestly, the cover for this movie and some of the some some of the pictures make it look way more interesting than <laughs> it is. Um, I felt like the girl that they got to play the real life version of Hollywood was pretty good fit. But the only thing I didn't like is her accent changes like twenty times throughout the time that she's a human. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, Hollywood, she voices Kim Basinger, and then she does the live-action mm-hmm. uh, Hollywood also. And she's like, all right, I'm a human now. Let's go to the real world. And Gabriel Byrne's like, what? Gabriel Byrne doesn't really seem to be aware of much I in feel this like, movie. I feel like, what was it? Like, take him out of this movie, and what would you have? Probably the same thing. Like, like he's not relevant to the story whatsoever. I mean, you really just need any Joe Schmo. I mean, she could have had sex with uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, but he seemed to be too... Uh, he had his morals about him. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, they didn't need um, yeah. the other guy. Because... I mean, he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't know what is going on ever. Yeah. He just kind of goes where people tell him to go. Yeah. And does what the story needs him to do. Yeah. If it needs him to do anything. Yeah. Like at one point he's like, oh, this is great. My cartoon came to life. I'm back in the real world. She's infatuated with me. And then they go to a nightclub and she's like, all right, bye. Yeah. Because she wanted to sing and dance, and he's like, no, I'm I'm kind of a quiet guy. I just like to chill and drink. And then she's, like, singing this song, and she starts to turn into, like, this Raggedy Ann-looking thing. Yeah, which also didn't make sense to me, because, like, why was she turning into something different when the doctor seemed to have just been the normal doctor in the real world? Well, I don't think the doctor ever turned into a human. I think he was just living... In the real world. Okay, but it still doesn't really make sense why she would turn into something else. No, that does not make sense. Because then Gabriel Byrne starts turning into... A cartoon. Yeah. But he was never a cartoon. But he was never a cartoon. So... Maybe... So, like, I think we're supposed to understand that these are, like, side effects of them doing it. But did it only happen because they were in the real world? Or would that have started happening... Right. In the cool world, too. I don't know. They don't explain that. No. Um. And then, like, Hollywood is obsessed with this, like, giant needle on top of a building. Because, like, 
that's the thing that you're supposed to be able to hold and it turns you into a real person for good. So the thing on top of the casino was the spike, the thing that the doctor Mm -hmm. used to create the portal to the real world. Okay. And I guess he put it up there to keep things normal. I don't I don't know why he wanted to keep the doorway but between... But he put it up there because he said he couldn't hold on to it himself. I don't know. I don't know. He Maybe he just put it there, like, real quick. Basically, like, the spike thing, it... I actually don't know what it does. <laughs> it's... The movie turns I feel it, like we're making this movie, like, sound like we didn't watch it or something, or, like... That we're not describing it well, but I feel like we're doing a really good job describing it. I just feel like this movie had no plot or point or made any logical sense. So us talking about it just sounds like we're crazy. Yeah. Uh, so the movie turns it into like a giant bathtub stopper because when Hollywood pulls it out. Yeah. All the sudden all the comes out of it. The, the cool world starts coming out of it out of the top of this antenna looking thing, but it's like oozing out like lava. Yeah. So that was a thing that happened. That was a thing <laughs> that happened. And then Gabriel Byrne turns into a superhero and puts the spike back in Brad Pitt. Oh, that was the Why other did thing. he turn into a superhero? Because people were turning into to, into doodles. But why is... Okay. I don't I'm know. I'm not gonna ask questions. The story Demanded that he turned into a superhero. Right, so he did. And you might be saying, why didn't Brad Pitt save the day? He's the hero of the story. He's a very passive hero. (laughs) Uh, So he is climbing up the building to get Hollywood. And she's like, help me down. And he's like, all right, I got you. And she's like, haha, JK. And she pushes him to his death. And he reverts back to... When he first comes to the real world after being into in the Toon world, he reverts back to. Um, that was the other, yeah the, like him dying in the forties. Yeah, so like all his clothes are all ripped up and everything. All of a and sudden, and he has like cuts all over his face, just like when he was in his motorcycle accident. Right. Why did that go back? But like, I guess he didn't age. I guess. Is this like a Narnia situation? I guess. Wait, how did he get to the real world, though? I forget. He got on top of a roof of a Cool World building, and he wished really hard. Nah. I mean, that's basically what it was. Well, then how come Hollywood couldn't do that? I don't know. Okay. I think maybe she could, but she wanted to be a real person first, because... Well, you think that a doodle would stick out, but they spend a long time talking to the doctor and uh, nobody bats an eye. You know who else were like my favorite characters in this movie? The neighbors. The neighbors. Yeah, because they were just so accepting of it. No, but like what purpose did they serve? Like, like what purpose did they serve? They had a car. The story did not need us to explain that. Right. Uh, so there's these two neighbors that are introduced of Gabriel Burns, and they seem to be 
very aware of his comings and goings. Yeah. And uh, and they're also like women who like apparently he might have murdered his wife, and they're just like go into his house like willy nilly. They're like, stuff. "Oh, are you okay? We saw a giant explosion inside your house." Yeah. It's also very unclear if, like, the daughter is the one that's interested in him or if the mom I is. couldn't tell. I, don't, I didn't even understand that part. It didn't seem like there was a great enough age gap between no. the two of them. At one point, I thought they were lesbians. And then I was like, no, I oh, think no, he called her daughter or something. Yeah. But, like, again, they didn't make that clear. So, like, I didn't know. Yeah. Because there really was no reason for them to be there. No. Like, what, did they just need another, like... like they I need a car. Well, like, what did that audition look like? Like, okay, we need you to be the neighbor. Okay, so, like, what's my role? Well, like, you're just the neighbor. And, like, you have a car. And you're you're, you're concerned because... Right. And what does this you, add to neighbor. the story? Well, well it's, it's a really important <laughs> role. <laughs> That's... I don't even know how you get someone to audition for that because what would you even put in the description? Need a person that has a car that could get this character to this place? Like, oh my gosh, it was so bad. And it wasn't even her car, it was her mom's car. Yeah, because her mom's asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Which we flashed to that scene, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the mom's asleep and she turns into a tune. Yeah, and then back to herself. Yeah. All right, great. We wasted film on that. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about the other okay. absolutely bonkers part about this movie and the way it wraps up. Only one other part? Okay. Uh, so I, I'm, I know I'm not going to remember all of this, but apparently there's some rule where if a person was in Cool World, but they died in the real world. Mm-hmm. And By then, a tune? Or if they, like, if a real person dies in Cool World, they become but like, a doodle. Doesn't a doodle have to kill them? Because, like, because I think... No, I think you're thinking of Who Framed Roger Rabbit now. No, but I thought I thought a doodle had to kill them because she, oh, she was glitching. right, 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 and right. And they were like, was she a doodle when she pushed you? Yeah, so if a, if a doodle... Kills, kills a, a person in the real world in the real world and then the person goes back to cool world they turn into a dude either way <laughs> the movie ends with brad pitt turning into a doodle right coming back from the dead essentially and for he like and, the third time this man has unlimited lives yeah and he's like hey kind of is like he's a like Fonzie, Fonzie going on yeah uh and he and Lynette can live happily ever after because they can have doodle sex. They can sex. do it. Everyone refers to sex as doing it in this. It, they reminded me of Fez through the whole thing. Going to do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And like, what did what like what did we take away from this movie? I don't really know. Did Hollywood die? Oh, what happened? No, I didn't understand. See, that was the other thing. I didn't understand what happened to Hollywood or the guy who turns into a superhero. Because they live in that, like, remember they live in, like, this other 
doodle world. Oh yeah, there's like they're like stuck with each other in like a another in another doodle world. But like okay, okay. I have no idea. And okay. like, I did he die? Is everyone in this movie dead? Did like, did Brad Pitt die in the motorcycle accident, and this is his like, afterlife? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that would be believable. Yeah. Uh, so here's a fun fact about this movie: uh, the soundtrack is more widely received than the movie is. I don't even remember a song from it. Uh, it had lots of songs that were like, like, you know, early 90s, you know, stuff like that. Okay. Um, Yeah, like, huge seller. They sold more albums of the soundtrack than people saw the movie. That's weird. Right? Um, And then also... They, in order to, like, market this movie, they put a giant Hollywood up on the D of the Hollywood sign. And people were very angry about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They were very, very mad. Um. So, basically... They had money to market it like that? Yeah, they spent, like, $37,000 to do that. Oh, my gosh. There's all your budget. Uh, so basically Ralph Bakshi was like, Hey, I need to make a movie. And he had this idea to make like a hard R movie, dark cartoon animated live action crossover. And I think like the original plan was for the, someone to be a, a serial killer, but then they turned out to be a tune. Um, but then they turned it into this like story about how this woman wants to this like she wants to get out of being a tune and be a real person. And then Kim Basinger signed on and they're like, we need to make a PG movie. Why? Because she decided that she didn't want to make the movie that they oh were making. Gosh. Well, she should have been fired then. Yeah. Uh, so they brought in people to rewrite the script and they turned it into like a thing and, so like it was originally supposed to be a horror movie. That actually sounds kind of good. Right? I'd watch yeah. that. Yeah. I kind of want someone to make a, a comic book of like the uh, original story. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. Um, but now nobody's going to want to touch this movie. There are definitely like bones of this movie, of like a better movie in this movie. No. There's bones of a better movie from the plot that you described, but I don't think... Anything in this movie is I think, good. Yeah. It doesn't translate well. Mm-mm. But I do think there's some bits and pieces. Oh my gosh. No. Um, Nothing is drawn well. Yeah. They Okay. I mean, watch this movie and then go watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And you're like, what were they even thinking? Worlds apart. Worlds apart. So. Oh my gosh. You had cartoons dealing with real props. And Pops dealing with cartoons and people dealing with cartoons. And it was very convincing. Mm-hmm. There were very few moments where I thought, well, this is weird or that looks odd. Um, 
But I'm glad we watched both of them in preparation for this because yeah, the alternative nice would have been there. watching like Mary Poppins or Oof. one of those old Disney ones. Who do you think was better, Jessica Rabbit or Hollywood? <sighs> okay. Mm, that's tough to say. I think they were both well done. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the world around Hollywood doesn't make sense. No. But you kind of got, like, you knew what she wanted, and, I mean, you kind of knew what she wanted, and it worked. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jessica Rabbit is iconic for reasons. <laughs> Just Her let that figure. one answer itself. Um, so, yeah. Well, that wasn't, like, it wasn't, like, unwatchable, though, so I'll give it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could watch this movie and, like, not need a drink. Right, and still, like, find some kind of enjoyment out of it. Right. So, that is a perfect transition into our definitive bad movie date night ranking list. That is not changing as Mm. we get back into this podcast. Honestly, I want this up at the top. I, um, it's not beating Chopping Mall, so. Okay, it's not going to be Chopping Mall. I was thinking, like, between Little Italy and Secret Obsession. Actually, between House on Haunted Hill and Little Italy. I would put it, like, above Little Italy or under it. So, between House on Haunted Hill yeah, and yeah, yeah. Little Italy? yeah. Or House on Haunted Hill, actually. I don't know. No, I would watch that one over Cool World. Okay. But I would definitely watch Cool World over Little Italy. Yeah, for sure. And, like, what are the other qualifications? Rewatchability and how bad it is? Yeah, we should probably remind people. Mm -hmm. uh, It's the quality of the movie. So, like, was it made well? Or was it made poorly? It was made poorly. Uh, It could have been better. Yeah. Uh, Rewatchability. Pretty, that's pretty high. Pretty high for this one. And is it how bad it is overall? Yeah, I think so. Or how enjoyable it is to watch. How enjoyable it yeah. is. To, well, no, because that's kind of in rewatchability. I thought the third one was so like, did you have like have fun watching the movie? I don't know. Oh, no. But either way, now it, gotta find out. it needs to go up there. Oh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So I'm going to add that to the list this week. Finally got around to making more episodes. Um, do you have any final thoughts that you want to wrap us up with? Oh my gosh. You know how we should wrap up this episode? Hmm. Um, the way that like they do in like Rick and Morty, like where they're like, I don't know how to describe it, but how he, he would do at the end, like the season's going to be great. There's going to be this. There's going to be, you know what I'm talking about? So we're doing seasons now? I don't know. I just feel like it'd be funny to have like a Rick Sanchez, like, there's going to be giant termites and... It's going to it's gonna be great, Caitlin. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have so many podcasts, so many bad movies. <laughs> I don't even know. He's so talented with that. I know. Um, I don't know what we're doing next. But we'll figure it out. It's got to be a good one. Oh, Showgirls. We need to do Showgirls. All right, Showgirls. That's Showgirls. Special. It's on HBO Max. All right. Starring Elizabeth Berkley. 
Also, I love and Elizabeth Berkeley and Say by Bell. And I am just confused what Kyle MacLachlan is in this movie. Well, so I'm very eager to see it. I'm super excited to watch this movie. Yeah. Uh, we can continue our unofficial Saved by the Bell cast. Oh, yes. Um, what else? All right. Any other final thoughts? No. Okay. So, I'm having a couple changes. Back. I'm also excited to be back. There's been a couple changes. We, I've given up on social media. Yeah. Uh... I'm still going to upload the podcast to ajourneyintofilm.com because that is the mothership of this podcast, despite not writing anything for it for six months. Need to get back on that. Uh, So basically just uh, share this with your family and friends. Yeah. Spread it word of mouth. We're just going to kind of see where it goes. Go back to the old days. Yeah. Word of mouth, baby. Word of mouth or share the link from ajourneyintofilm.com. Yes. Or iTunes. It is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We didn't ask our questions, though, about if these couples are going to last. Oh, it, okay. So that's a good question. Is this couple going to last? Gabriel Byrne and Hollywood. Uh, well, they no. have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I think she's going to kill him. I hope that she tries, but they're both cartoons now, so we'll see. How <laughs> oh my goes. gosh, you're right. They can't die. Um, that's hilarious. And then Brad Pitt and Lynette. Probably. They're going to be fine. Who knows? But apparently there don't there doesn't seem to be a whole lot of other coupling happening no. in the cartoon world. So Everyone else is killing everyone else. So Yeah. Do we have any other questions? <laughs> Man, we're, I, I, you know, we were doing so well. I was like, you know what? <laughs> this is like riding a bike. And now I'm like. So oh. you told me at the beginning and I said, I forget. Yeah. All right. So no social media. Um. Journeyintofilm.com, place to find the podcasts, or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to it. You can buy some cool t-shirts on TeePublic, and you can support us on Patreon. I thought you were going to say we have Cool World t-shirts, and I was like, we, we do? should have Cool World t-shirts. <laughs> I would buy that. I need that to happen. <laughs> um, and that's all I got. All right. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye.